Welcome back to Tip Today. The phone lines are open 1800 or you can text or WhatsApp 083 Delighted to be joined in studio by Susan O'Donoghue, an established relationship mentor and co-creational psychotherapist. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Ali. How are you? I'm great. Good to talk to you this morning. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk feelings today and kind of how to manage them. It's, you know, it, it might sound a bit maybe vague because ve- feelings are very complex. And is it all about kind of realising and understanding where they're coming from and what exactly it is you're feeling. It is for me and I suppose what I get a lot when I meet with people whether it's in groups or one-to-ones is why do I feel this? How can I get rid of it? Right, Especially if it's an uncomfortable feeling. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I get a lot of that so I suppose I just said I'd come on this morning and I'm very logical right? So I like things to make sense to me. So I suppose when I heard this modality and the way it works and how our feelings work and what they mean to us it's not anything flimsy or it's not just you know for no reason everything makes sense there's a reason why we feel the way we feel and our feelings are fueling our behaviors so our story then is a lot to do with how we feel because we all grow up in different houses and different worlds and all the rest of it so our values and our beliefs are huge around how we feel so how we feel is um impacted the whole time by our story so um and as i said before on the show loads of times over 90 percent of our behaviours are unconscious. So over 90% of our feelings are automatic, coming from our story. They're like a reaction as opposed to a response. So I suppose if we can make sense of them and understand where they're coming from and why we have them, it makes them easier to deal with then. And especially if we have children or family members that, you know, our kids might be overwhelmed. So if we can explain to them what our feelings do for us, it helps, doesn't it? Yeah, but because it's a reaction, a feeling is a reaction, you will have a lot of people who will say, you know, you need to change how you feel about that. But if that's your immediate reaction, that's a very hard thing to change. See, you know, I'm allergic to changing how you feel. Yeah. (laughs) See, my take on it, right? And for everybody out there, you know what? I always say to everybody who comes to sit with me, take on what sits right for you because it's important because I'm not the expert on anybody. I'm the expert on myself and you're the expert on yourself. So if it sits right for you, that's what you take on, right? Because that's where you're at then and that's where you need to be. So what I would say to most people who come to me is our feelings are about us and for us. They're created by us, right? Where else could they come from? We're creating these feelings, right? So it's an ingenious creation, whether they're protective feelings, right, which is the unconscious stuff, or whether they're open conscious feelings. And what I mean by that is um, the stuff that comes from our values and our beliefs. You know, sometimes you'll see people and they'll go out foreign or they'll go out and they'll explore different things in life and they'll come back and they'll have a different opinion or a different perspective perspective of how they look at things. And that's what I mean by that. We're very... um, uh, closed in and how we see things if, if if we're coming from our story the whole time. So it's nice to be open to different things and to do that we need to understand where our feelings are coming from. So they're coming from us, they're about us and they're created, we're geniuses, right? Because we create these feelings which impact our behaviours, yeah? So we'll act out of our feelings, that's our behaviours. So um, how I see it then is I see that our feelings never lie so if, if I see it like we have two two different types of feelings, right? We have what I like to call um, welfare feelings, which are all the lovely ones, right? They're the beautiful ones like love and kindness and compassion and joy, all these gorgeous feelings, right? They don't really um, impact us as much as the emergency feelings. Emergency feelings then would be coming from fear, anger, um, anxiety, depression, hate, lust, all those ones that are really strong. And 
one thing I know for sure is the stronger the feeling, the more urgency there is to have a look at what's going on for you. Yeah. Right. So what we're doing is our feelings are letting us know what's going on inside for us. So they're a way in to look at how it is for us right now. And then it's a way in to look at how was it for us before? How is it that we're feeling this way? So it's a way in f- to leave us connect with ourselves. And like lots of people say to me, oh, my God, you know, like all this, you hear all this stuff, like just sit with yourself and sit with your feelings. To me, that's what it means. It means making sense of them. Why, yeah. how, how, why do I feel the way I feel? You know, how is it that my feelings are coming up so strong for me? What's going on for me? Because remember, it's coming from you. It's not coming from anyone else. Well, it always traces back to something that happened early in life. I believe it does, right? And um, I, that's my sense of it. And I say it to everybody, whatever, I could come on the show in three years' time and I could have a different, because I might, you know, have a different perspective on it. Yeah. But that's how I felt for a long, long time now. It always goes back to something that happened to you. And I suppose, I don't know, do you ever hear Dr. Bruce Perry? He's a neurologist. No. He wrote a book with Oprah Winfrey. They co-wrote it together, right? And it's what happened to me. Right. It's a nice read. What I did was I listened to it. I got, I got it on audio because they talk back and forth to each other in the book. So it's easier to listen to it. But she expresses um, how she had this fear of being um, uh, at night when she was sleeping by herself. She used to be overwhelmed with this fear. Right. And even when she was, I suppose, you know, really I suppose, popular and everybody was mad about her and she was living in Chicago and she had her, her own big posh apartment in this lovely building with all security and everything. She woke up in the middle of the night one night and had this huge sense of being threatened and she didn't know why, right? So I found it quite interesting now the way she, she, she linked it all back. And then she said she actually picked up all her stuff and went to the hotel next door. Right. She didn't know why she didn't know what was going on for her. And then it came to pass, make a long story short, that she connected it back to when she was living with her grandmother for a couple of years when she was small, really small. And she used to sleep in the same bed as her grandmother. And her grandfather, I don't know, was it dementia he had or Alzheimer's, but he had one of them and he kind of got violent. So the grandmother used to always prop something behind the door so he couldn't get in. Right. And um, this one night he got in anyway. And he went to choke the grandmother in front of her. Okay. And she was only about six. And then she linked it back to that eventually, but she had blocked it out, which I think were amazing that we can block it out. Yeah. That because it was too painful for her and she wouldn't have been able to live her life if she would have, you know, like she had no safe place to go with it. So then when she found a safety with somebody else to talk about it and express what was going on for her, she was able to link it back to that. And that to me is the power of us. Yeah. Yeah. How can you differentiate between your gut and your feeling? Because sometimes you, you, I think I'm a big believer you should always trust your gut. Yeah. But the two can often get confused. So how do you know the difference between them? Right. So I suppose for me, I think of the brain, the heart and the gut. Right. I think they are they are the senses that we need to be listening into. Right. And your gut is as powerful as your brain or your heart. You know, and I think you can feel it in your heart, you can feel it in your gut and you can feel it in your brain. And I think when you do, it's important that you listen. I think your gut feeling is huge for us, isn't it? But we tend not to, you know, we tend because we grew up in society where we're told, don't listen to your feelings. What are you talking about? They're flimsy. You know what I mean? Block them off. No, you shouldn't feel that way. You should be feeling this way. They're dismissed. They're uh, minimised, you know. But for me, feelings, it's all about how you feel. Yeah. And it's not fluffy or it's not anything. It makes sense. It makes sense that if we link it back to how we feel is a way of letting ourselves know what's going on inside for us. It's like like an alarm bell going off when yeah. it's the emergency feelings. It's like it's screaming out to you. And if you don't listen, you'll notice it gets 
it's it gets more loud. You know what I mean? Stuff will come in a bit more heavy. You might get it in the emotional sense starting off, but eventually it might become physical for you. Yeah. And it'll stop you to make you listen. You but know? do your feelings influence your gut as much well, as your, your feelings kinda of, it's a feeling in your gut, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's that sense, that sense of felt sense in your gut that something's not right. So to me, that is a feeling, isn't it? Yeah. You know, or that heartfelt stuff like heartbroken or, you know, joyful. You know, they don't all have to be bad feelings. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's lovely um, feelings as well. But the thing about it is, I suppose, is we don't focus so much on the lovely ones because they're nice. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the good child. You know what I mean? You don't focus on the good child in the classroom, even though they might be as in much trouble as the child that's acting out. But like the thing about it is, is the ones that are really strong and really hit you like a ton of bricks, that's calling for you to listen to them. Yeah. It's not against you. It's for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, my feelings like they hurt so much. I don't want them there anymore. Without them, we'd never be able to, I suppose, live a conscious life. And to me, that's what it's all about. It's about getting that consciousness about what's going on for me. My God, why is this so painful? What's happening inside for me now? And I will say that it's not an easy journey and it's a painful journey sometimes. But I do believe that staying unconscious is way more painful. Will you ever eliminate those negative feelings completely if you work on them? Yes, I don't think they're negative. Right. Right. I think they're positive because now remember, they're not doing anything bad to you. They're alerting you to the deeper pain that needs to be touched into. What's happening here for me now? Like if I feel really angry because someone does something, right? And there could be six of us sitting in a line here and the person could do something. Maybe one of us will feel angry. Maybe three of us will feel angry. How is it that that's touching into something in me now? Yeah. You it's know, funny. Yeah, it's And our perspective, key. everyone's perspective on it, the very the exact same conversation or the exact same incident or scenario is very different. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes to get someone to understand why you feel a way about something that they don't feel. Yeah. And then that's another whole topic altogether, but then why is it that I'm trying to convince somebody else to see it my way? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's trying to make another see it my way. Should that's not true communication. Yeah. Communication is about getting true to yourself, not about getting true to another. And about two ways. Yeah. And, and it's about understanding else's. that this is right for me, but it may not be right for someone else. Yeah. And that's okay. What if you're someone, though, that's hardwired to always think negatively about something? And I know people like that, and they will always say to you, I feel like I'm protecting myself by looking at the worst case scenario so I'm prepared for it in some way. And if that doesn't happen, great, but at least I'm prepared for it. Makes complete sense, doesn't it? Right, yeah. yeah. Because now I'm listening the fall, basically, you know, like now I'm listening the hurt that's going to come if it doesn't work out. Mm. It's com- it makes complete sense. And then I'm wondering, how is it that that person feels like that? What happened to you that made you you know, lessen your, lessen your, I suppose, lessen what you want all the time to make it sound like it's going to be the worst scenario. How is it? What happened to you that you feel like that? Yeah. Because obviously there's a reason for it. Because all behaviour makes sense. All feeling makes sense. So like, I think if we switch it over and we look at our feelings as not being bad, yeah? If we look at our feelings as being created by us and for us and they're an ingenious way of letting us know that this is what's happening inside for me. It's a way in, it's a way to tap in. Now, I, what I will say is that to find the safety to tap in is a whole different other game altogether, right? It took me years to find the safety to go inwards because it's very threatening, Yeah, you know, to, to, to put yourself out there, isn't it? It's not an easy thing to do. So I think it's so important to find someone who you can feel safe with and who you can sit with. You know, and should, Can you do it by yourself or do you need to sit down with someone and go through it? 
I would say that for me, like I always think about, you know, children and they learn by example. Yeah. I think that if like if for most of us, we grew up in families and our parents had loads of baggage and loads of right. And that's OK. Yeah, because that's what that's what we all come with. Right. But if you've never seen an example of someone who is looking to become more conscious, how are you going to know what it looks like? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like for our kids. If they've never, if they've lived in a house that's chaotic and that's, they're going to grow up and think that that's the norm. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to find somebody who's worked on themselves. You know, that's so important because that's what I did. I found people who are seeking to become more conscious because they were hurting. We, do, You know, that's why, because there was painful stuff coming up for them. So how am I going to resolve this? Because if I keep pushing it down and keep pretending that it's not there and go, no, I can't deal with this. I don't, you know, we press it, don't we? And that's where mm. depression comes from. What if those the source of those feelings is out of your control? Let's say I think the overriding feeling in society at the moment is probably fear with everything yeah. that's happening in the world. When it's totally out of your control, how can you deal with it? See, the thing about it is, is you can never control what goes on outside of you. Yeah. Yeah. But you can only control what goes on. I don't mean only because it's huge. You can work on yourself. And I think that if more people were conscious around the world, there'd be less fear. Because what happens is fear is the driver of unconsciousness. Yeah. That's why we're like, if you if you're I always say to myself, right, is there fear now in, in what I just did there now? And if there was fear in it, that's my unconscious at play. It's not that there's anything wrong with acting out of your protectors. It's not that, but it's to recognise that you are. Yeah. Yeah, because your protectors, we put them there for a very good reason. Obviously, we were threatened somewhere along the line that we needed to be unconsciously protecting ourselves, right? Out of that reactive response, right? So I think that for me, it's never about getting rid of our protectors. It's about embracing them. It's about acknowledging them. And it's about understanding them. Because when we understand them, then we have a conscious choice around whether we want to use them or not. Yeah. Yeah. A listener has a very interesting question for you, Susan. What's the most powerful feeling, do you think? I would say fear. Fear is huge, isn't it? Fear is huge for everybody because I think that's what we're acting out of. You know, they say most of us are well, you know, over 90% unconscious. So for for most of us, we're acting out of fear the whole time. And that's maybe, it doesn't feel like fear at that particular time. Maybe there's only a tinge of it there. But like we learn how to behave don't we when we're growing up you learn it whether it's said to you whether it's like the look that kills you know what I mean there's there's body language is huge in it you know Um, the verbal isn't doesn't even touch into all the other stuff you know what I mean and I think um, tone of voice is huge you know so we learn a lot by growing up about what we can and what's what's accepted and what's not accepted where we live and then we carry that through as we get older it's not like we leave it behind us but then until we find the safety to look at it right until we have a safe space to go Okay, there's loads of pain here now I can feel. Why do I get so stressed out over this? Why why is this bothering me? Why am I depressed? Why do I feel anxious the whole time? Why do I feel fearful to go into a room full of people? Or why do I feel most people it's standing up and talking in front of people, isn't it? Yeah. There's huge fear in that like huge. public speaking is huge. And how is it that I feel fearful to say how I feel in front of people? How is that? You know? Yeah, well, I suppose as Irish people, it just wasn't in our vocabulary, really, to yeah. talk about feelings for a long, it long time. It wasn't, no, no. You know, and like, I, I, I suppose I'd love to get rid of the whole concept of they're fluffy and they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because to me, they're, they're everything, you know what yeah. I mean? And I would be very logical. I wouldn't be, I suppose, for want of a better word, I wouldn't think of myself as being fluffy. I like to make sense of stuff. I like to see it from A to Z. I like to know how it happened, what's it, what's it about and where is it going with it and what do I do around it? I love 
love those type of questions because yeah. then I can do something around it for myself. I know you don't like this differentiation between good and bad and negative and positive feelings, but what if you're surrounded by people in your life who kind of invoke negative feelings? Should you be surrounding yourself with people that, that invoke those good feelings? I Right, I think that anyone who... Now, I think there's a limit too, right? Because there's only so much we can all take and I think you need to be asking yourself am I okay in this? That's the first question I ask myself the whole time. How is this for me? And what what's my need around it? What do I need to do around it for myself? Not against somebody else now, but for myself, what do I need to do around it? And sometimes other people get put out because we meet our own needs. Because it's my job to meet my own needs here, right? And to take care of myself. I'm an adult here now. But um, I suppose for me, um, going back to the question... Um, the, the so-called negative people that you meet in your life, I don't think anyone's negative, right? I think they're just acting out of their own stuff, right? <laughs> out You're of their very own good. Bag. You're very understanding. But I think when you understand how it works and how yeah. feelings work and where we're all coming from, should then you get that sense of, oh, sure, look, they're only acting out of their own stuff. Yeah. Do you know, that's the best they can do right here, right now. And I think if they're touching into something in me, before I would have seen it as, oh, my God, you know the pain I have here what's this about why are they doing that why or is there something wrong with me or is there something wrong with them that's how I would have seen it but now I see it way more clearly that they're acting out their stuff they're totally separate to me yeah because mm. what comes from them is about them and for them but the stuff that's coming up for me now that's about me and for me and if they're touching into something in me that's an opportunity now to go in and have a look and see what's coming up for me because they couldn't touch into it unless it was there that's true yeah. What about the feelings that you put in other people around you? How important does that play? Like, it's not all about how someone makes me feel. What about how I make you feel, you know? Yeah. And I suppose if we could teach our kids this lesson, right, for the next generation, it would be amazing, right? Because we'd have consciousness, right? So I suppose what it is about is that separating out from other people, right? I try, and I don't think you can teach it to your children unless you have it for yourself. It's about that knowing that, what comes for me is about me and for me, right? So if I come down, and I've often said this before in talks and stuff, and, you know, when I have groups, I'd say to people, you know, some mornings I'd come down and maybe my head's fried, right? I, I'm, I'm going, oh, the mortgage to pay, bills to kids to feed, kids to get school dropped off, whatever it is, right? I come down, one of the kids does something, I lose the rag. Right, yeah. I go absolutely ballistic. We've all right? been there. Yeah, yeah. It's, part of, it's, it's part of learning, right? It happens, right? So then how is it? that I'm doing that. What's coming up for me? Because three mornings later I could come down. The house could be falling apart around me and I wouldn't even shed, you know, I'd be out the door. Come on, lads, are you ready? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's not about the other ever. It's about me. How is it that I'm not in that good place? And if I'm, if I'm being mean or nasty to somebody else, what's going on for me here? It's not that I need to beat myself up over it because that's what we do as parents, isn't it? Especially mm. we go, oh God, I wish you didn't say that now. We're all, oh, you know, when they yeah. come in from school, we're trying to, you know, I suppose, uh, mend the bridge. But the thing about it is, is it's okay to make a mistake and it's okay to turn around to your kids and say, I'm really sorry I lost it this morning. That was about me. I wasn't in a great place. Yeah. Own it. Own your stuff, you know, own, take responsibility for what happens for, for, for you, like, because it's coming from you. And now, God love me, how is it that I got so upset this morning? What yeah. did I not do to take care of myself? How is it that I got to that stage that I went downstairs, the kids didn't really do a lot, but I lost it. What happened for me and all that? You know, yeah. and it's not to be, you know, I suppose in the beginning I used to beat myself up over it, right? Because I would have been very good at that. But it's not really about that. It's about looking at yourself with compassion the same way you would to one of your children. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, what what if you have what if you have feelings but you don't exactly know what they are, or they're all kind of mingled together? Right, and that's where you start. Right. Yeah. This isn't a, I suppose, it's a marathon, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's the, like it took us how many years to get where we are. It's going to take a while, right? And there's no such thing as you're ever finished. It's a lifelong journey, like, you know, I, I, for me it is anyway. Like, I've never met anyone who's 100% conscious. You know, I don't think there's such a thing. I think till the day we die, we're, we're striving for that. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's about, but it does get a lot easier because when, when, when you're in that place of fear, and when you're in that place of unconsciousness, it's surviving. It's not living. It's very hard, and it's, 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 it's. You're either hard on yourself, or you're hard on others. You know, it can be a combination of both or whatever. But it's not a nice place to be because you never know what's going to happen next, or you feel a bit out of control. Yeah. But when you get that sense of. All right. Sure. Now I know. Now I know that my feelings are coming from what happened to me because that's where they're coming from. All my fears and all my, you know, anxieties and all my. It's about what happened to me where did I get that anxiety from you know how? where did I pick it up along there was a fear that I couldn't stand up in front of a, a crowd of people and give a talk yeah where where did that come from when was I told that I wasn't good enough do you know it's that sense of and it doesn't have to be a verbal you're not good enough you know yeah, yeah. an implied one yeah Susie anyone who's looking to make contact with you how can they do that sure it's uh, info at emotionalwellbeing.ie that's the email and it's 086 256 Thanks, Always Ellie. a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks a million. Ellie. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie